0: Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast 1010. That'd be 1010. Got it. <clears throat> January 31st, 2023. 46 degrees on this day in 1995 and in 2009, and 27 below on this day in 1887. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the Rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Steve writes, after hearing Joe's cutting-edge medicine ball training, I'm... Anxiously anticipating the episode where he boxes a kangaroo. Love the show, and I'm a liberal in South Dakota. Oh, I wish you knew Katie. I wish you knew Katie. You know what? A liberal in South Dakota is a rock ribbed Republican compared to uh, compared to here. Uh, we, you know, the passing of Bobby Hull. We should have mentioned it on Monday Night Sports Talk last night. We I was did a little, not. A little surprised you didn't. The bring Golden it up. Jet. Tom Burke said, here's my favorite Bobby Hull story. Several years ago, I was at a Herb Brooks Foundation banquet where Bobby Hull and Gordie Howe were in attendance. Both were on the program to speak, but Hull did most of the talking as Howe was in decline. Mm -hmm. Hull told several stories. My favorite was him recalling the time a Blackhawks representative came to his family home. I suppose Hull was in his late teens, Hull could still see the representative and Hull's dad sitting at the kitchen table. Hull's father and the representative talked at some length. Finally, the rep said to Hull's father, I think we can get this done for $5,000. Hull's father said, I can't afford that. Maybe Hull made the story up, but it was a good one. Hmm, mm-hmm. See, I could Charming. get it. He's going to yeah. have to pay yeah. them. Get right. it? <laughs> you have to give me a week to
1: come up with that 500 Exactly. Yes, yeah.
0: Exactly. Unrelated, but I can't resist. Later in the program, Gordy Howe walked by our table with his son-in-law caregiver in tow. Gordy paused at our table and wanted us to know that he was taking his son-in-law to the John. But um, boom boom. Hold on. Hold on. Was his son-in-law <laughs> named John? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, that's right. Huh? And
0: yeah. I have <laughs> I have some things I need to uh, to clear up from the Gumption County Deputy. I just wanted to make a comment on the incident in Memphis. The actions of the officers involved were reprehensible from the very beginning. Their only intent seemed to be to beat Mr. Nichols up. No one made any real effort to restrain or handcuff him. One of the officers stated that Mr. Nichols' car swerved at him. Are we to infer this terrible event was a result of road rage? I do take exception with your comment that anyone who has contact with the Memphis Police Department should run. Joe, the Memphis Police Department has a budget for between 1,900 and 2,200 police officers. From what I can find, as they are likely short-staffed, as every department is, they probably have around 1,700 cops. As of this morning, seven Memphis cops have been identified as having been involved in the beating. That means at least 1,693 Memphis cops, if not more, went to work that day and did not assault or murder anyone. In fact, since that day, none of these other officers have done so. Prior to this incident, when was the last time you ever spoke of the Memphis Police Department? I never have. Mayor, you are wrong to imply all the officers in the Memphis Police Department are evil and possess only nefarious intent. Unfortunately, the politicians and media are all too quick to cram all cops from all departments across the country into the space of those seven Memphis officers. Please do not join that Chorus, always pushing back, signed, the Gumption County deputy. Yeah, he's right. He's right. So if you're in Memphis, uh, obviously I was passing along bad advice okay. uh, to run. if you're... I figured out something about equity. Hmm. Based, uh, Kelsey alerted me to a story of the... Uh, the world, didn't we about a month ago have a transgender supposed singer attempt to do yeah that was deaf. a Whitney Houston song? <clears throat> mm-hmm. It was horrible. And much to do was made because he or she or whatever it was was a first. Mm-hmm. And the singing was uh, not very good, was it?
3: <laughs> it? Sounded like a rabbit being tortured. Right.
0: And now... I, I wa- I'm watching Reavers working feverishly. Things
3: Whitney Houston. I will always love you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a hell of a performance. Really something. oh <laughs> well. Okay, and now refresh my memory. Go, girl. What was the occasion? Uh, Britain's Got Talent. Something a, a like America's it, it, Got. Talent. The setup
1: I'm seeing via the video. It looks as though it's one of those reality competition and, shows. And
0: and what motivated that have to have this poor soul on was to get the laughs, I believe. Yes. Because there was no other. Well, now it we have. Wasn't touching. Well, now we. Plus have, her timing was off. Well. <laughs> right.
1: Can't keep a beat.
3: <laughs> Came in behind the beat, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Now we have the world's first ever transgender figure skater. And this was at the European figure skating championships yes. in Finland.
3: It's not the same gal, is it?
0: No. No. This whoever this is looks like Gump Worsley drunk. And uh whoever this is suffers epic fall in awkward performance. At opening ceremony of the European Figure Skating Championships in Finland, but it's important because this was the first transgender That's, figure can I, skater. Can I point something
3: but out? Quick? Epic fall. Yeah. Her knee, her leg gave out. She oh, just God. fell down to one knee. Well, she
0: damn near landed in the penalty box.
1: When, when I she don't know if it was epic. When she makes the first turn, mm-hmm. you know she's in trouble. Yeah. And that's because she's got the arms out, trying yes. to make the the pirouette on one leg, and the one which I—it's her right leg, or excuse me, her left leg—that's down, and it's she's wobbling. She she's, she's wobbling pretty good,
0: and that's when you—that's the first sign of trouble. The world's first—and that's why it's important—the world's first transgender figure skater suffered a spectacular fall during the opening ceremony of the European Figure Skating Championships in Finland. Former Finnish male skater, Marku Pekka Antikainen, now known as Minna Maria Antikainen, had a rather eventful debut at this year's tournament, despite only picking up the sport at the age of 49. Wow. wow.
3: (laughs) So a few months ago. But
0: get this. This moron is now 57. Oh, so this <laughs> eight years practice. Eight years practice resulted in in this, which was, she, I'm seeing. She is now 57. She's a farm owner from Silinjarvi. She was provided with the Finnish figure skate. She was provided with the Finnish Figure Skating Association in the opening ceremony, uh, in an effort to reflect diversity, equity, and inclusion. <laughs> Now the,
1: the, I'm having deep thoughts. The uh, the video, the title of the video is a bit misleading mm-hmm. because I'm. It says they right. fall down in the first forty five seconds, and no one is allowed to act like anything happened at all. But I'm seeing knee on ice twenty three seconds into the video.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's gotta hurt. Well, the male nerve, or female. The, it, according to the piece in the Daily Mail, the nerves caught up to her. Sure, sure. Understandable. Well, yeah. It's a big moment, Joe. The figure skater. About who is, being a
2: skater or about being
0: trans? <laughs> what, what? It's, just,
3: it's just, even before she goes down, it's yeah. fantastic. It's like Chris Farley. Right. right? That's, That's a, a, It, just, it, it looks Day.
1: like a Saturday Night Live skit. It really does. And it really does. She,
3: she does. can't get back
1: up. <laughs> But
3: Kenny, even would be
0: like if we
1: went down. Kenny, even yeah. on the straightaway, she's got the arms out. Well, for balance, and it's you know,
3: she's got that one leg up in the air, and then the girl with the flag swings by. She
0: is. Hey, buddy, you need a hand. She is believed to be. She is believed to identify as a gender-neutral woman, according to Finnish news outlets. Uh, she showed off her begin- her beginner's technique oh, no. by stumbling to the ground rather quickly. <laughs> we, hand, we hand her the flag. Yeah, did you know? see how she grabs oh, yeah. the flag? Yeah. She like yeah. punches it out, it, it out of the gals, rips
1: the guy's arm off. She, she used it to balance. She <laughs> that leverage. Leverage. She's leveraging it Like
2: leverage. She's
3: walking a tightrope. <laughs> she's using it to balance. <laughs> oh, God
0: and the daily mail goes on to to say it has to be said that some would feel bad for anti Canaan, who once claimed they wanted to fulfill a childhood dream of being an ice princess according to pro woman (laughs) pro child safeguarding platform redo redux magazine prior to the disastrous performance Antikainen practiced on the ice for five hours a week. Well, that's that's not enough. Five hours <laughs> a week. Has previously been involved in several competitions, both in their, she referred to as a there in their homeland and abroad skating. Finland reported. Meanwhile, the ISU European Figure Skating Championships opening ceremony drew its inspiration from the event's name. Just be you. Okay, so they drag out this person. Uh, the, figure skating, the Finnish Figure Skating Association intended to promote the importance of equality and diversity and develop skating according to its values after many have weighed into the debate whether the same-sex skating pair should continue to be banned from the sport. All right. <clears throat> figure skating is a very conservative sport with various strict rules in international competition. Same-sex skating pairs are not allowed and there is no category for non-binary skaters said uti warren Himo, executive director of the finnish figure skating association i hope that every country will start working for equality and diversity in the field uh, and these uh championships just concluded on january 29th and it also sh-
2: says here's uh the skater identifies as being good at skating yeah
0: let me tell you something what's up this Joe? equity BS is uh you're not a figure skater uh Farmer Maku you're a farmer and <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you you don't need to do this to yourself or himself or whatever the hell you're identifying but, as uh, I'm not going pre- to pretend. I'm not going to pretend that this fruitcake was a uh, figure skater so
3: you're going to get serious here if you're going to get serious let me ask you a serious question <laughs> here we
0: mm-hmm.
3: go okay. no I no, this is serious okay um
0: Yeah, because I didn't get to my serious point yet. It
3: seems like the trans community are the only ones that get to attempt to do serious things for which they're not qualified. We've provided two examples here, Mm -hmm. the singing and the skating. Well, I want to drive an F1 car, and I think I'm qualified. (laughs) I I If I put on a dress... Will they toss me in an F one car and let me turn a couple of hot laps, a couple of laps in anger? You're, you're getting,
0: you're getting very close to my deep thought. The, the equity has come to mean nothing more than I want to do whatever I want without merit.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. That's what equity means. just being crude. And so, I identify as a heart surgeon.
0: Right. And <laughs> unfortunately that'll be coming. Yep. Equity doesn't mean anything. It's been made up by the failed academy. It is seeped into the political class. Thus, just look at all of these meaning ch- meaningless job titles that mayors create the closer you get to the country's tallest mm-hmm. buildings. They are job titles that have no bearing on competence. They are job titles that have a bearing on people wishing to have a job with an important-sounding name, without any merit attached to it.
3: And they pay well.
0: Yes, th- that's what equities become. Equity is it's not fair that you reavers uh, get to be a, a podcast producer. Here is someone who wants to be a podcast producer. Therefore, they are ah. With no evidence whatsoever that they can press the right buttons or do whatever. And now right. here comes this farmer from Finland who who said, uh, I've changed, I'm, a, I'm now 57, I'm trans, and I want to be a figure skater. And they say, okay, but you can't skate. You don't know how to skate. Why are we
2: so afraid of upsetting them? Why... Why, why do we have to go this far?
0: Because it helps tear down convention. It helps tear down, throw away, and start over with the mystery, which is that we're all going to be the same. We're all going to suffer misery equally. Now, And no one can achieve, because achievement would be untoward. Achievement would reflect... Competence and competitiveness and, of and work and sweat and blood and tears, whereas equity, you can skip all that and just say, okay, Miko, you're, you're, you're going to be in the program tonight. And then the moron says, great. And goes out and makes a fool out of himself. And apparently that's okay. Now
3: You
1: can almost hear her farting as she's yeah. trying to get back up. Yeah. I don't want to try to sway your opinion in any way. Because sure. for the most part, I'm in lockstep with you. Yeah. But I don't know if you heard the song she chose to perform the routine oh, with. So no. I don't know if that's going to change your decision. All right.
0: I it. That should have been
1: the song. That's your twofer. Kenny's <laughs> right, though, when she takes the spill yeah. and she's trying to get back up. Yeah. She's got the one knee, you know, trying to do the, hold on, I, I got this. I, I got this. I'm okay.
3: You can just hear her passing gas.
4: Yeah. yeah. Just A little it, it really up. is. It the really poor is. girl comes over with the flag to help her out, and she damn near pulls, pulls her, her over. down.
0: Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just... Well, it's, I hope you're what happy. A, what a pathetic! What a pathetic direction this is. Equity is just a bogus term. It means nothing. Yeah. It, it was like
3: watching, <laughs> a, like watching a prize fighter three seconds before he goes down. You know, he's all wobbly. You right, oh. can see. Oh, he's oh oh there he goes. Oh, oh timber. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it means you receive the false assignment. Of competence is all equity means remains it means you receive by decree by political fiat that you are as the same as anyone else you're you know kenny can put on a dress and pretend to be an f1 driver and f1 would have to say in the interest <coughs> of promoting inclusion and equity uh yeah kenny's uh uh, he's a uh, Rube from Minnesota who thinks Here we he can go. be an F one driver.
3: One two three go! And then he's going to take <laughs> it right over the fence. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I just stall it. <laughs> yeah. You know the the comments associated with the video that I that I pulled up are are just mean spirited. I have to say they're well, just mean spirited. Well,
0: but why does the world put up with this?
1: But the one comment I I did find is progress is beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
2: That ain't progress, baby. It's oh, you know progress. she was,
1: you know she was uh, c-
3: c- c- excuse me, congratulated oh, as she was carried off. The
0: absolutely. Ice. Oh, do you think somebody gave her the bouquet of flowers? <laughs> oh, like yeah, oh, fantastic yeah. job, good job.
3: But, uh, yeah, you really represented there. Good girl.
0: <laughs> I- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you hear this. When's the last time, well, Rook, you probably have, and Reavers has, but John or Kenny, when's the last time you attended uh, a Little League game? Or a game well, played by 7- uh, or 8-year-olds. Hello. yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I know you
4: have. <laughs> 20, 20 years ago when Dylan was 7
3: okay. uh, year Same here, Park games. You know, and the kids them. up
0: there, blind as a bat, can't swing worth a damn, and they're going, what a try, Tommy. <laughs> yes. What yes. an effort. It's the same, <laughs> same damn thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's. Yeah, it is. Somebody should no, yell at the kid. Reverse... You, you're terrible. <laughs> well,
3: it's the same. Not only <laughs> is it the same damn software, thing. You know, But all of this started when these kids, when these were little, these guys were little kids and their parents were giving them participation awards. And that's now look where we're at today.
4: They they can tell them they're awful, but then they should teach them.
1: Well, that's just it. It's one thing when it's a seven year old kid that's never seen (laughs) live pitching before. I'm I'm not even allowed to go
0: to the games anymore.
1: It's different when it's a 56 year old man pretending to be a female. same Same thing. You know what? I got over it. I was I was told
2: you gave up. You're 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 not good. <laughs> May I ask a delicate question? <laughs> I got over it.
1: May I ask a delicate question? Sure. I'm watching the video again. This time in slow motion. When she uh, Is this makes like Maverick for you now. When she makes the turn, <laughs> she yeah. has the
0: she dug up some ice.
1: Too, she huh? has the right
0: leg in the air. <laughs> yep,
1: divot. She's wearing the the skirt some kind of outfit yeah no no chris consider the need (laughs) to be some sort of
3: does mr melancholy pop out for a second (laughs) (laughs) we don't
4: see any swimsuit area Oh, you, you can see when she made the turkey Peekaboo,
3: on whatever trunks or something underneath. Trunks.
2: This is gonna hurt in about just thirty like a, seconds.
3: Just
4: like a female skater would wear.
0: That's a
3: corn dog, isn't it?
0: Can't get up. Oh, Frozen to the ice. Okay, how are you supposed to take this seriously? No, how are you supposed to take a? Uh, the Finnish Skating Association seriously, and how are you supposed to take the European Figure Skating Championship seriously? Now, presumably, only the uh, 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 competent skaters will win. This, this, We haven't reached the point yet where this guy's going to be declared the winner. Not yet. B- but w- w- Exactly, not yet. But if you want true equity, why doesn't this guy get the blue ribbon? Put him up on the podium. Right. Her.
1: Gold medal. There we go. What if they're, well, you've said this before, why can't they have their own division?
0: Well, who'd go and watch this crap?
1: Oh, Hi, sign, I'm sign Kenny. Me, sign me up. <laughs> ready <for happy> hour.
0: <laughs> Kenny and I will have
1: a big jug of fireball. We'll be ready to go.
0: Hey, Gump. Nice turn, Gump. <laughs> Let me just tell you, uh, how come
3: somebody in the trans community doesn't speak up and go, wait a minute, this isn't an an embarrassment. Come on, proud trans people, you know, come on, stop it already.
0: Equity is merely a false assignment of achievement. It has nothing to do with anything except ruining ruining human nature, which is to compete and be the best. Ruining a perfectly good skating When are we going to send fools like this to space? Hey, I want to be an astronaut. Oh, do you identify? That thing would go up and come back down about 50 yards down the beach. (laughs) What a bunch of BS. You can take your equity field academy and you can put it where the sun don't shine. Take a break.
1: Oh, okay. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee
0: of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.
5: Fighting the
2: demagogues of diversity. It's Joe Soussure.
0: Not only is this the last month of the scooter and electric bike sale at Ecofund Motorsports, it's the last day.
1: That's right. Today is the thirty-first. and
0: thirty-first. Get to Ecofund Motorsports on Highway ninety-seven, just west of thirty-five, up Forest Lakeway, and in Burnsville on the county road near on the service road near County Road forty-two. Great prices right now on all the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. How about 80 miles to the gallon? Let's go. Huh? And the electric bikes and the youth recreational equipment and the uh, exotic motorcycles and the 4x4s with plows and the golf carts and the great service and the great people and the great apparel. All at EcoFun. These are the best prices of the year. I don't know what tricks uh, Tim will have up his sleeve starting tomorrow. But this is—we're uh, wrapping up the year-end sale, and you buy now, they'll keep it for you until spring. Mm. You don't have to worry about any storage. This is great recreational equipment. I've—I uh, use EcoFun. They have a pickup and delivery service, which is fantastic. You've used that, haven't you? Yes. Well, you should if you. No, have I have it.
2: not yet. Uh,
0: EcoFunMotorsports.com is a great website to see all of this delightful equipment. It's EcoFun <coughs> Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35E. People keep wanting to tell me, well, it's not Forest Lake. It's Columbus. Hey, Come you're on. going to Forest Lake. You get off on 97. You go west about 100 yards. Bing, bang, boom. There Let's it go. is. And down in Burnsville on the county, on the uh, service road of life near County Road 42. EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, <clears throat> As I walked the dog of the daughter I used to have this morning, the thermometer was a bone-chilling 12 below. This walk came directly after reading a Daily Mail Mail piece about the humanitarian abuses of children in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I recommended this to you yesterday to read this piece, where elementary-age kids sift through toxic soil for cobalt. Their efforts earn them $2 a day. And if GLers haven't read this, I, I recommend it. Circling back, I want to point out that lithium batteries, which are the staple of these government electric cars being crammed down our throats, are somewhat better than lead batteries at temperatures below 32 degrees. However, lead batteries are only needed to start the car until the alternator run by a gas-powered engine takes over, keeping the battery charged in the coldest of temperatures. (laughs) Lithium batteries, on the other hand, are relied upon to move the car down the road For the life of the charge and in cold temps are not very efficient, not to mention researchers are learning that they can crack internally, separating parts from surrounding materials, reducing their electric storage capacity. I know a guy who had a Tesla, but has since seen the light and returned to gas powered engines. Last winter, when the thermometer reached 20 below, he left Minneapolis to return to his home in Jordan. His battery had a full charge when he left, and by the time he hit Jordan, he was going five miles per hour, and had lost almost all of his charge. Now, imagine having Uh a car full of little kids and running out of charge with 20 below temperatures. Mm. It is maddening to see the car companies fall in line like good little soldiers, even though they know full well these cars are an overpriced practical joke unless you live in a temperate state found midway between Minnesota and Alabama. And what about the woke who are all about social justice? Amazing how they turn a blind eye to these poor children being enslaved to dredge up raw material to allow them to have their new electric car. It's disgusting, simply disgusting. Never afraid and always pushing back. Scott from Inver Grove, two things. One, I saw where Biden just killed another mining operation in Alaska that would have been mining for copper. And two, I too read the piece in the Daily Mail, and there's mothers in there with an infant strapped to them going through this toxic crap trying to find cobalt. Idiots. Wow. Now, that was Scott from Invergrove, never afraid. Now he's pushing back. Now uh, Fox 9 has a piece called Electric Vehicles in Winter. How much does the cold weather reduce battery range? You know it does. You know it does. Don Nguyen, uh, N-G-U-Y-E-N. Win, win, win. Don Nguyen has owned a Tesla for the last two years, and he knows when it gets cold, he won't be able to drive his electric vehicle as far on a single charge. I don't like it. Is it the right choice to drive an EV in cold weather or live in a cold state, said Nguyen? A study by AAA found that when the temperature dips to 20 degrees and the driver is using the heating system to warm up the cabin, the range of electric vehicles could drop by as much as 41%. Whoa. A spokesman for AAA, that's AAA, not me, not me, an evil right-wing podcast host. Right. <laughs> A spokesman for AAA says that because the cold drains the battery faster and unlike combustion engines which generate their own heat... Electric vehicles rely on electricity to power the heater, which is diverting electricity from operating the wheels. Whoopsie. Everything in that vehicle is operating via the electricity. It's going to be taxing the mileage you are able to go because that energy is being rerouted to other places in the vehicle, said Meredith Mitz, public affairs specialist for AAA Minnesota, Iowa. AAA says EV owners should be aware that cold can reduce their vehicle's range and park their car in a garage, if possible, to keep it out of the elements. Let me stop right there, and I'm not being facetious. How will parking your car inside fare well with the political class goal of you living in an apartment in a sustainable urban core, an apartment that's being built now without parking facilities? Hmm. Where are you supposed to keep your EV? Owners of electric vehicles may also have to charge them more often when it's cold to minimize the chance of being stranded by a dead battery. It may not help decrease the impact, but it will make sure you are safe while you are still driving, said Mitz. Nguyen, is it Nguyen? Nguyen. Nguyen. Yeah. you got to say it like um, Rick from uh, Harlingen. 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 Nguyen. It is Why? Says he knew how the cold can affect EVs before he bought his Tesla, but he was willing to take the chance. Hopefully next decade the batteries will be better, last longer, and technology will advance and we'll have better battery technology, said Quinn. Well, uh, Donnie, Huyen, uh you, you go ahead. You wait the 10 years. I'm not. I don't have 10 years to wait. I don't want an electric car. They're government cars. Now, think about that for a minute. I call them government cars, and it sounds smarmy, doesn't it?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It
0: does, but it's okay. <laughs> it is what it is. But they are. That's what they are. Smarmy. <clears throat> what does the government do well?
3: Takes our money.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything very well. So what makes you think they're going to do cars well?
1: I, no. I don't think they're
0: going to and, well. and you automobile manufacturers, you just are so disappointing, uh, except for the guy at Toyota whose name is Toyota, with a D instead of a T. How convenient. Uh, he's he's looking ahead and seeing this isn't the answer. We're not ready for this yet. Might never be. Not if you're going to use poor little kids making $2 a day to walk around a junkyard looking for cobalt.
1: Did you happen to see that uh, large insurance companies are now dropping Kia and, uh, and Hyundai as well? Speaking really? of that, yeah. Because
0: yeah. the cars get stolen. Right and we don't want to hold uh, young people accountable for their behavior, we'll just sue the automobile manufacturer. Well, no, I don't blame
1: the insurance companies one bit, do you? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, I oh. do. Absolutely. Because they're, they're
0: essentially uh, siding with the people on the third rail who will not hold people accountable no, for their right. behavior. No, they're basically
1: telling Kia and Hyundai, get your ass together. Did.
3: They did. Oh. All the new cars come with those.
1: Oh, so this is just for the
0: older models. Yeah. I gotcha. I
3: gotcha. As of 21, both Kia and Hyundai have upgraded.
0: And to finish this thought, another alert from correspondent Kelsey. Uh, This is a piece that says, Note, it's cheaper to drive a gas-powered car 100 miles than the average electric car. Thanks to skyrocketing electricity prices, it now costs more to drive the average electric vehicle 100 miles than it does to drive a gas-powered car the same distance. This is a report from the Anderson Economic Group shows that driving a gas-powered car 100 miles costs an average of $11.29. However, the cost for people who drive electric vehicles and charge up at home is $11.60 per 100 miles. What's that, about 40 cents? 40 cents. Forty-one cents more. For those electric cars using recharging stations, the average cost for 100 miles is $14.40. Okay. But you're saving the planet, aren't you?
2: Yes. Big trade-off.
0: Well, you're not saving the planet because most of the clean electricity you use to charge your eco-car comes from burning fossil fuels. The whole point of artificially high prices is to get us out of our cars. Democrats want everyone to use mass transit. Well, everyone but them. And I say artificially high. I'm reading from a Breitbart piece. And I say artificially high because if America simply exploited their own resources, energy costs would be much lower. No matter which way you turn, it will become more difficult to lead an independent life. And that certainly includes cars. There is really no sound rational reason for using an electric vehicle. And I've just poisoned every possible automobile client we could ever <laughs> we could ever bring on board, haven't we? No. <laughs> That's the way I feel, though the hell with it is it. what it is. Yeah. I love my Schmelzy, I love my Volkswagens mm-hmm. and Alfa Romeo's <clears> and Fiat's, but I don't want to drive the electric I four. That's just me.
1: I know we've made fun of you, but how has the Fiat stock done? Oh well, uh, Chris <laughs> the, the electric vehicle
0: surge didn't... Uh... Well, that's not... If the Pope can't do it, EVs can't right. do it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You want to uh, return with Mr. Height? Sure. In the newsroom?
2: Hey, did you find that new stuff? It's the end of the world as we it. know it, and he feels fine. Joe
0: Sussure. A... Oops. Here's John Height.
1: Did I say this out loud there? No, here's, here's Kenny Olson. Yeah. i sorry, I'm sorry, here's Kenny. <laughs> it's almost like we didn't practice this 48 yeah. seconds ago. Seafoamworks.com.
3: <laughs> You've heard me talk about them before, an excellent source on the proper use of seafoam products. Uh, never mind engines for a hot second here. Uh, I have tranny issues, like a lot of people. I have tranny issues. Whoa. Uh, so I'm researching TransTune on that website. Turns out I can use this TransTune in, in my uh, normal truck to help my transmission shift, as it should. It's been acting increasingly stubborn the last couple of weeks. It doesn't like, uh, I think it's second to third, either that or third to fourth. It doesn't like doing that. Uh, so I can toss in a can of TransTune, and according to the website, it should work. things should work out. But I can also use that same TransTune in the power steering pump in the plow truck. Yeah, this one's been acting a little weird in the cold weather, Uh, and it just amazes me that the same product will fix two different issues. And I learned all of this from SeafoamWorks.com, an excellent advice column, I'm going to say, from the experts all on that website. And this trans-tune, just like the Deep Creep and just like the engine tune-up, it's available to buy almost anywhere. It's our own local company with a global wide reach and a true miracle in the world of bad gas seafoam.
0: Now, here's John Haidt. Thank you,
2: Joe. And this news is brought to you by Air Mechanical. Air Mechanical, Johnny. You know that since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. It can also help with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality. Who do they serve? The entire metro area. General maintenance to the full install. They've got you covered. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, yes, garage heaters, and more. Air Mechanical employs top trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota, and they all operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way, and their Total Solutions membership is like having an Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise, and your home's mechanical will be running so smoothly. And we'd love if you would give Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online, thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com, Johnny.
4: Thanks, Rook. Former U.S. Senator David Durenberger, a Minnesota Republican who called himself a progressive, has died. He was 88 years old. Durenberger's health had declined in recent months, according to his longtime spokesperson, Tom Horner. Horner told the Associated Press that Durenberger died this morning of natural causes at his St. Paul home, surrounded by family. Berger is a former executive secretary to GOP Governor Harold Lavander, former corporate attorney and former captain in the U.S. Army Reserve. He first won a U.S. Senate seat in 1978. He served three terms and championed health care reform. He pushed proposals to expand Medicare benefits, protect rights for disabled people, including the landmark Americans with Disabilities Act and promoted gender equity. But Senator Durenberger's career took a downturn. In 1990, he was unanimously censured by the Senate following an Ethics Committee investigation into payments that he received for book royalties and federal reimbursements for stays in a Minneapolis condo. In 1995, Durenberger also pleaded guilty to five misdemeanor charges related to the condo payments. He decided not to run for re-election in 1994. After his exit from politics, he worked with a number of initiatives focused on health care policy. As the Republican Party tilted toward fiscal conservatives focused on slashing government programs, he became a critic of the party. He told a Minnesota political podcast in 2005 that Democrats are, in his words, better equipped to carry the day health care policy although he said at the time he would not become a democrat in the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections he endorsed democrats hillary clinton and joe biden over donald trump and in 2018 he wrote a book with political reporter lori sturdivant titled when republicans were progressive it mourned a nearly extinct wing of the gop he said in which lawmakers prided themselves on bipartisanship and sought to help vulnerable uh, vulnerable people durenberger was 88 years old
0: I don't think it's like that anymore like bipartisan no not at all what makes you think that oh just the news (laughs) just (laughs) Just everything just the
4: news The Minneapolis Police Department releasing a progress report on the first 90 days of Operation Endeavor. That's the interagency effort that officials say is targeting the city's worst offenders. That report released yesterday details the period between September 27th and December 17th and shows a decrease in crime statistics in several areas compared with the same period in 2021. Cedric Alexander Joe making an appearance. He's the yeah. They found
0: him for this one. Yeah. <laughs> He's the
4: commissioner for Minneapolis Office of Community Safety. He said Operation Endeavor is proven to be giving us an opportunity to go after some very violent offenders. The ninety-day report states the initiative is entering its second stage, where the department aims to better engage business and community groups in the efforts. Steve Kramer, president and CEO of the Minneapolis Downtown Council, says there has been some success. He said, quote, we had conditions that were not acceptable in this intervention. This cooperative effort with law enforcement at the core, but not only uh, but not the only thing has really made a difference. Notably, MPD reported gun related calls for service had declined 38.1 percent from the same time in 2021. Number of gunshot wound victims decreased 30 percent. Carjackings had dropped by 65 percent. Those categories all down from the 90 day period immediately preceding Operation Endeavor as well. There's also a significant drop in total gunshots detected by Spot Shotter system. The number of rounds fired declined from 7,369 to 3,896 from year to year, a 47% decrease.
0: I was in downtown Minneapolis last Thursday night, mm-hmm. as you were, yep. for Patrick's uh, deal. And I hadn't been in downtown Minneapolis late at night in, in quite some time. Nothing felt the same. No. Compared to what
1: my... There's no bustle. There's no activity. No, there's it, no... Felt, it felt
0: very different. Mm-hmm. felt very different.
1: And keep in mind, that was at...
0: It was nine o'clock. Nine o'clock at night.
1: Yeah. Which isn't isn't terribly late. No. Meaning restaurants should have been open. People should have been out right. and about. Sure, it was I'm a sure Thursday night.
0: I'm sure they were open. No, I just it's, wasn't noticing. It's,
1: it's noticeably different than it was, let's say, four or five years ago. Yeah. Did you guys get carjacked?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Prosecutors. Even though say, I was riding with a veteran of being carjacked. <laughs> <laughs> right? She yeah. wouldn't know what to do. So we
1: were at the <laughs> depot, and it's the first time I've been inside because the last time I saw it, it had the skating area. But that's literally where we were sitting.
0: Yeah, the skating was gone. Really?
1: Yeah, they don't have it there anymore. Huh. It's be- It's a beautiful facility, though. It is.
4: Prosecutors say kids are increasingly playing a role in violent crime, but Ramsey County, uh, Ramsey County says they have a plan to address that problem. In partnership with the Minnesota Department of Corrections, the county wants the state legislature to approve a $15 million plan to fight juvenile crime with secure treatment and counseling. That Senate bill would establish at least five and up to seven culturally specific community-based intensive therapeutic treatment homes. Meaning what?
0: I can tell you exactly when John's done. I'll tell you exactly Uh, what this is. You,
4: you, You keep me in suspense. Yep that would provide up to 25 out-of-home community-based placement options for youth who have been adjudicated delinquent. Ramsey County Attorney John Choi and Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher, along with the support of the Ramsey County Board of Commissioners, are trying to get that measure passed.
0: I believe what you're seeing is the uh, realization that Totem Town served an incredibly useful purpose and that this is... uh, a, a version revival. of uh, this is a version of reviving the Totem Town concept. To refresh my memory, because I'm young. Totem Town
2: is where well, the, the bad kids went. When
0: you were up, when you acted up, you didn't. You you suffered a consequence. The consequence was go to Totem Town, where you maybe learned some tough love. Okay. And now that's being brought back. It a, a form of it, in my estimation, is what this is. What do you mean by tough love? Well, you you Get you, your you know, ass make your bed, do the dishes, go to class. Here we go. Now it's phys ed time, and uh, oh wow, it was uh, convention, oh, some,
4: some
3: structure, convention.
0: discipline. Yeah, yeah, scared straight. Yep. Same kind of same yep. kind
4: of thing.
3: Don't yeah. put away that milk carton if it's empty. Right. Put it in the recycling. Rinse That's it
0: stuff. out. Rinse it yeah. out, and then yeah. put it in recycling.
3: The yogurt is in the refrigerator right in front of your face. Yep. That kind of stuff.
4: Yep. So this yeah. is like your home, Kenny. It sounds like. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. What happens to you? Yeah. yeah. When I put the trash bag at the door, it means you take it to the trash.
0: <laughs> you recall the carjacking oh. of a woman a year ago. Uh, who was carjacked in her alley. The thugs followed her home in broad daylight. She was on Grand Avenue shopping. She went into her alley on Crocus Hill. They pointed a gun at her, and she was all she could do to get her young child out of the car before they took the car. Uh, Her husband uh, is also active in bringing this about. He realized that, Uh, I mean, he's not a bleeding heart. He just said one of the guys that uh, was involved in taking his wife's car was 14. And have been and have been in the system since eight years old. Jeez, wow! And realize that we need some some mean some mechanism to uh, give these kids a chance to recover. And so, thus, that's where I'm getting because clearly Town. parenting isn't an option. It's not working for a lot of these kids. No,
4: nope. and the sheriff has said many times, right, that uh, it, it was a place like Totem Town that is needed. Fletch was, would
0: be a big yeah. proponent of Totem Town. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if I'm you'd sure like we to... couldn't call it Totem Town. That's very impolitic. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: If you'd like to, you could become the owner of an old Minneapolis school. Three shuttered Minneapolis public school buildings are for sale now. Oh, well, let me think. Tuttle. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you thinking of the schools? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm thinking Tuttle. of whether I want one. All right. Uh, Tuttle, which closed in 2008, Gordon, which closed in 2005, and Willard. Which also closed in 2005. The buildings went on the market with Commercial Equities Group about 45 days ago, and developers would have to get creative. One of the conditions is that the buyers can't use the space for a charter school or anything else that would compete with
0: MPS. Oh, no, you don't want any competition. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Salzbrun is a
4: managing partner at Commercial Equities Group. He says at Willard School, many prospective buyers are interested in the gymnasium and theater area, but the architectural details and natural light are also selling points. The sale of the buildings could help the cash-strapped school district, According to info released by Minneapolis Public Schools, it's still costly to carry the empty buildings. The four-year average cost for electricity and natural gas is about $24,000 at Willard, (laughs) $60,000 at Tuttle, and about $12,000 at Gordon.
0: Willard, Tuttle, and what? Gordon. 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 I'm going to give the Star Tribune a free story idea because somebody from there is listening. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, get a reporter on this right away and find out all the famous names combined from those three schools. Wouldn't that be yeah. interesting?
4: That would be very interesting, yeah. yes. Because I'm
0: sure there are many.
3: Okay, we'll get Jimmy Breslin right on that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
4: There have been other redevelopment projects like this across the country. In some cases, old school buildings have been transformed into breweries, pickleball arenas, and senior housing.
0: Go find out how many doctors, lawyers, and uh, rocket scientists and whatever all went to Willard, Tuttle, or Gordon. I think that'd be cool.
4: Okay. Have you watched, you know, speaking of Jimmy Breslin, that Pete Hamill, Jimmy Breslin special uh, documentary? Yes. That's fab. I think I've watched it three times
0: already. It's so
4: much fun. The Minnesota House approved a bill that would allow someone to get a driver's license or a state ID card without showing proof of legal presence in the U.S. It's it's House File 4, also known as Driver's Licenses for All. It passed by a 69-60 vote Monday night and now heads to the Senate. Supporters say the bill would break down barriers for getting a job or housing and also make our roads safer. Meanwhile, those who oppose argue it creates opportunities for voter fraud. Representative John Petersburg of Wasica said a driver's license looks like everybody else's would not be able to be told whether it's valid or not. Ink guardrails to help make sure it can't be misused into the future is worthwhile for us to look into. The bill has been a decades-long push by some Minnesotans since 2003 when the state issued a requirement to show proof of residency to get a driver's license. Currently, the Secretary of State does not require a license to register to vote, but it is still an option. The House vote is expected to vote on the bill uh, during the session. If it passes the bill, would then head to the Senate.
1: From GLer and State Representative Walter Hudson, Joe. Mm -hmm. So they just voted this down. So when we say driver's licenses for all, they include sex offenders, wanted persons, gang members, known terrorists violent persons, foreign fugitives, immigration violators and identity thieves. This one Minnesota thing is something else. One Minnesota, can you feel it? I can. Yeah, it's fantastic.
4: <laughs> did did they vote it down, Chris? You just said, you That's said according just to
1: state representative Walter okay. Hudson and this was posted at uh 5:54 p.m. yesterday.
3: Oh. So ch- oh, sources wow. say that Amy Klobuchar's daughter went to Tuttle
0: well, there's one right
1: there. Sources say. Mm-hmm. There you go. But how can they say that, that this won't affect voting, the, the, the driver's licenses for all? It will. Okay. Yeah.
4: Ukraine's defense ministers expected in Paris today to meet President Emmanuel Macron amid a debate among Kyiv's allies over whether to provide fighter jets for its war against Russia. This comes after President Joe Biden ruled out the U.S. giving F-16s to Ukraine. Ukraine planned to push for Western fourth generation fighters like the F-16s after getting supplies of main battle tanks last week. Asked if the White House uh, asked at the White House, excuse me, on Monday if the U.S. would provide F-16s, Biden told reporters, "No," but France and Poland appear to be willing to entertain that sort of request.
0: Chris, go to the Garage Logic website right okay. now, GarageLogic.com, and see if Author's Corner is posted. Because okay. I've been promising that, uh, let's get it up there. I'm going to start making Authors that Corner. a more regular feature, but that new one better be up there. Corner. You go to the drop downs under special uh, features. Yep, and you go to author's remind Corner. remind me that
1: it was, what was the name of the book again
0: because I well, have it in my I, email. I recorded, I reviewed uh, ten books for this current I- I- issue of Author's Corner. Okay, is it up there yet? The one you sent me was just one book. That's not true. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> All right, go ahead, John. I did. I shouldn't do this on the air.
4: A uh, musician death, and this one should not be obscure if you've been paying any attention at all. Barrett Strong, whose 1959 hit Money gave a fledgling musical entrepreneur named Barry Gordy Jr. the jumpstart to his business, soon to be known as Motown Records, has died at the age of 81. Now, uh, not only did he have that hit record, that was his only hit alone, but uh, let me give you a, a list of songs that he co-wrote with Norman Whitfield at
0: Motown. Okay, okay Ready? this is Barron Strong. Barrett. Bear it strong. See at the
4: end. Yeah, yep. heard it. A... Heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, we. That's uh, a
0: theme song here.
4: One of the uh, greatest ballads ever, in my estimation. Just my imagination. Oh, I love that Temptation. song. A little, yep. uh, ball of confusion by the Temptations. Uh, one of my uh, kids' favorite songs ever. I wish it would rain, which was a hit for the Temptations.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Papa was a Rolling Stone, another hit for the Temptations. Right. Uh, the song "War" by Edwin Starr. Uh, too busy thinking about my baby for Marvin Gaye. Temptations can't get next to you. Temptations, psychedelic shack. Undisputed truth, smiling faces sometimes. And that's just, you know, part of it. He wrote hits for Gladys Knight and the Pips. He wrote, uh, or co-wrote, I should say co-wrote, hits uh, for numerous other Motown acts. A lot of hits. Uh, he co-wrote that first Motown hit, Money, uh, but he was locked out of royalties. They scrubbed his name off the writer's oh. list. Yeah, and he uh, there was some uh, confusion about how it was written, but uh, everybody who was there said he started it with that little piano lick. If you know the song, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. he said he was messing around with the What I Say by Ray Charles, and he wrote that little piano lick. But they took his name off the writer's royalties. He tried to get that rectified, but it never was. Uh, the Beatles famously covered money with John Lennon's vocal being widely seen as one of the finest rock and roll vocals ever. Bert Strong. 81 years old, and I did look because I thought you'd asked, Joe, worth $12
0: Good. He got some dough out out of of it there.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a good Uh, number, 12.
1: Well, it should
0: have been about 50. (laughs) The reason I was
1: confused is the Word document that you said included just one title. That was my confusion. Is it up there now? It is not.
4: (laughs) Cindy Williams. Can I do
3: reviews of books that I hated? Yes. Because it's virtually every single one that you've
4: recommended to me.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay. Sheesh. That'd be a fine counterpoint.
4: (laughs) Count? Oh. Counterpoint. Uh, Counterpoint. Thank you. Cindy Williams, who was among the most recognizable stars in America in the 70s and 80s for her role as Shirley opposite Penny Marshall's Laverne, has died. She was 75 years old. Williams died in Los Angeles after a brief illness, according to her children, Williams worked as some of Hollywood's most elite directors in a film career that preceded her full-time move to television. Uh, she was in Travels with My Aunt in 1972, of course, American Graffiti. She was Ron Howard's girlfriend in that, George Lucas directing that. And she was in The Conversation, a very uh, interesting and intriguing movie. Francis Ford Coppola directed in 1974, uh, far, far and away, though, best known for laverne and shirley the happy days spinoff that ran on abc from 1976 to 1983 she played the straight-laced shirley feeney to marshall's more libertine laverne defazio on the show about a pair of blue-collar roommates who toiled on the assembly line of a milwaukee brewery in the 1950s and 1960s
2: and you can't beat the way uh, lenny and squiggy would always make their entrance you know with the door flying
3: open
0: Hello. hello hello hello
3: Uh, is William Kent Kruger a friend of yours, Joe?
0: I don't know him, but I'm reading him.
3: Yeah, I couldn't make it past the front jacket flap on one of his. All
0: right. What? Yeah. He's a local fella. Yep. Yeah.
2: Who's the guy that used to write at the broiler?
0: William Kent Kruger. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all in the current author's corner if it could ever get
4: published. We'll be able to read that at some point. Someday. I, mean, I guess we're they... a day closer. On the website. <laughs> Chris, he's stealing now your uh, sayings. Star Tribune reporting Amazon notified state officials Monday it's closing its sortation center. Is that a real word, sortation? No. What is that? Uh, in Shakopee at the end of March, impacting about 680 workers. I think it's where they just separate all the goods, Kenny. And, uh, then oh, sorting center. That. Yeah, sortation. The process center. of sorting or its result.
3: Why don't we just call Uh-oh. it a sorting center?
4: <laughs> yeah. Steve Kelly, an Amazon spokesperson, Dishon. said all employees at our facility in Shakopee are being offered opportunities go, to transfer,
1: to,
4: transfer nope, I got her. to other yep. facilities in and around the Twin Cities or support if they want to stay with Amazon. I'll wait till break. <laughs> they have two warehouses in Shakopee, a much larger fulfillment center, which does not appear to be affected by the closure, and a smaller sorting center, the one that will close, where packages are grouped together by zip codes for faster deliveries company told the Star Tribune its lease is expiring at the sortation center and that it's working to accommodate employees scheduling preferences as Amazon's Amazon's sales growth has slowed a bit coming out of the pandemic. The tech giant has been closing some of its smaller warehouses around the Twin Cities. They've been on a building boom in recent years. 2021, they opened a 750,000 square foot fulfillment center in Lakeville, followed by a 525,000 square foot sortation center in Woodbury. Also has warehouses in Maple Grove, Egan, Brooklyn Park, and Saint Cloud.
0: John, that's fantastic. Okay. Even though sortation's not a word. Sortation. Right. Uh, thank you very much. Sortation. We're back. Oh. <laughs> it's like we never
2: left. He's gonna keep his mouth shut until after the show. He's a man who spends hours <laughs> in hardware stores
3: <laughs> sifting through the nuts <laughs> and bolts. Running.
2: Joe Souchere. only because it comes
0: from no. Oh. Shoot, Bjorn Lomborg. Bjorn Lomborg. tennis was player, was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? The, what was Bjorn? Oh, that was Bjorn, Bjorn, Bjorn Borg.
4: Borg. and yeah. uh, Jim Longboard was a pitcher for the Red Sox. Remember? He was their in '67 when they hit the World Series.
0: Longboard, huh?
4: Longborg.
0: Bjorn Lomborg uh, climate report: Hurricanes have been unprecedentedly weak in 2022. It must be because it must be because the election swung Democrats. I think so. Remember, good start. Climate specialist Bjorn Lomborg revealed Sunday that 2022 was the second weakest year for hurricanes in more than 40 years, and yet no mainstream media have reported this. Mm. Lomborg, who acknowledges the reality of climate change while refuting climate hysteria, noted that the drop in extreme weather events like hurricanes does not fit with the reigning apocalyptic reporting on global warming and thus is swept under the rug by mainstream media. Uh, I guess it's enough for us to know that uh, hurricanes are down. When they're down, you're lucky, right? You're down. When they're up, it's climate change.
2: Right. If you don't get them, you just got lucky.
0: That's right. So uh, in the last 42 years, only one year saw fewer hurricanes in 2022, and that was 2010, in which there were fewer than 112. Uh What's this? Oh, when, do, when, when you have time. In the last, I see what As Longberg, Lomborg points out, global hurricanes in 2022 had the second lowest accumulated energy since 1980, beaten only by 1981. Despite breathless climate reporting, he wrote, hurricanes are getting stronger globally. Despite, brother, Well, they're not getting stronger globally. Uh, Never mind. Hell with it. I mean, we haven't had any hurricanes for a while. Then we're lucky. When you don't have hurricanes, you're lucky. When you have them, you got climate change. On this day, Sanibel Jim wants me to know, uh, there was a big dance fest in Duluth. Hmm. Uh, 64 years ago today, Sanibel says he was 13 and not allowed to attend, probably because of no money for the ticket. Note to music buffs, Hibbing High School senior Bobby Zimmerman, later known as Bob Dylan, attended Buddy Holly's 1959 tour on January 31 at the Duluth Armory. Huh. And it was on Feb 2nd, 1959, that Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper played their last show as part of the Winter Dance Party Tour, stopping uh, that night at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake. The admission for the show was a buck twenty-five. Wow. <laughs> but the show did not sell out. The Big Bopper Chantilly Lace closed out the but night. But now
2: everybody always claims that they were there. Yeah, I was there at the last uh,
0: concert. No, you weren't. We had Big Bopper, Richie Valens, Dion and the Belmonts, Frank Sardo. Uh, this was at the National Guard Armory. Maybe that's what they used to call the Duluth Armory, huh? 8 p.m. till midnight. Music galore. <laughs> And I have a note from uh, Julie who said, I have listened to GL since day one and I'm now a daily listener of the podcast. I appreciate the common sense. I hear there is nothing else like garage logic that I have found. My father, a farmer, factory worker, and insurance salesman before retirement, died December 31st, just this past December 31st, at the age of 105. I would love to hear my letter and a little from his obit read on your show. Dad was a serious conservative but slipped a little in the last decade when his access to Fox News was removed by my left-leaning sister. (laughs) He continued to be an avid news watcher, but evidence of the lack of real news shows in the last paragraph of his obituary that my also left-leaning brother wrote. (sighs) If you don't have time to read any of the obit, here are a few highlights. He was born in 1917. Horses were the main power source on his family farm. He attended school through the 8th grade only because he was needed to work on the farm. Was a full-time farmer most of his wage-earning years, but also worked at the Polaris factory for several years. Received his GED at age 50 when he made a career change to insurance salesman. He was still cross-country skiing in his 90s while living on the farm. He still had most of his marbles at age 105, and he maintained an amazingly positive attitude throughout his life, julie, trombley in hopkins minnesota huh. cool Great you american yeah yeah she doesn't say what her dad's name was uh whatever mr trombley yeah mr trombley yeah. well unless she's married <laughs> yeah it's true this isn't it this is it only because they come to us
2: that's what i was thinking about
0: all the way from Marloth park in umpumalanga south africa uh from the traveling Lyman's WorldwideOffage dot com, it was on this day in seventeen eighty, Jan thirty, Jonathan first. Carver died in London. Arriving at the future site of St. Paul in seventeen sixty six, Carver met with Dakota leaders and witnessed ceremonies in Wakantipi, a cave that settler colonists named after him. Hmm. His descendants would later allege that the Dakota had ceded him a sizable tract of land, but the U.S. Senate rejected that claim in in 1823. Carver had written a book about his adventures in which he made no mention of the land grant. And on this day in 1883, the Minneapolis Society of Fine Arts, the founding organization of the Minneapolis Institute of Arts and the Minneapolis School of Art, now the Minneapolis College of Art and Design, (laughs) was incorporated with William W. Falwell of the University of Minnesota as its first president. Do we still have a Falwell Hall, or has he been found to be uh, sinful in some way? So there you have it on this day in history. I
3: think we have a Falwell, uh, I believe it's elementary in South Minneapolis, too.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun to see you graduated from there, too, huh? Hey! The 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show is returning to the. That's a good sign, man. That means spring. Yes. To the 21st. Very year. much. It's returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, Feb 24 through Sunday, Feb 26. Get your golf buddies and get ready for the first round of the year. Now, now here's the part that I'm finding fascinating. Tickets are on sale now for 12 bucks. Okay. All right. You go to minnesotagolfshow.com. Affordable tickets are on sale for 12 bucks. But when you you know what you get with that third. Rounds from twincitiesgolf.com that's valued at almost 500 bucks. Plus a coupon for 20 bucks off at PGA Tours Superstore. I got to do this. That's 13 rounds for a $12 You're ticket gonna be a busy boy. to the golf show. Buy your tickets today at minnesotagolfshow.com. It's presented by Choice Bank and thanks in part to Nelson Marine, Waggle Golf, your select Buick GMC dealers. And then all the rest of the golf show stuff that you're accustomed to, lessons and lectures and uh, equipment for sale, the 19th hole, lounge, food, you name it.
2: They do have a good lounge there. I'll tell you, if you're uh, looking to shop
0: around for golf stuff, having a nice cocktail there is pretty good. Special offers from your favorite courses <clears throat> in golf resorts, lessons from G- PGA pros, and your chance to win hundred grand at the Nelson Marine Long Putt Contest minneapolis golf Sh- i'm sorry com at the minneapolis convention center <laughs> Brooke, <laughs> what should garage logic people
1: do right now
2: well if you're super smart what you're going to do is you're going to go to garagelogic.com you're going to sign up for the garage logic town council so you can see all sorts of what goes on during the breaks Today it was specifically very entertaining, and uh, if you are a, uh, a member, you, you got your money's worth today. It is fun, though. Access 24-7 members-only live audio stream. That's what we just went through. Full show video archive, including before and after the show, between-segment content, a weekly newsletter from the mayor, $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Center gift card while supplies last, town council membership card and a town council window cling for your electronic vehicle. Members certificate from the mayor and invites to exclusive members only events. Learn more and become a member at garagelogic.cha
1: Time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do what I did. Pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you're always going to get Street Talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us once again. And Josh, today you would like to touch on earnings and, of course, the Fed.
5: Well, the Fed is always going to be, at least for a significant amount of time as we've discussed before, they're still going to be the spotlight. Chris, as we have said, today and tomorrow are Fed meetings with tomorrow, about one o'clock our time, the Fed coming with their rate decision. Bets are heavily on the side. The Fed raises just 25 basis points rather than 50 basis points. Some additional Ammunition for the Fed to keep the rate only at 25 basis points comes from today's economic number dealing with wages and in the last quarter wages grew less than expected, which is a a positive, and that's the third quarter in a row, that wage growth has been trending downward, indicating that wage inflation, which is a big thing for the Fed, is coming down, or we'll say slowly abating. Inflation overall, those numbers have continued to come down, and come down significantly. And I might be the the dumb one here, but I'm still of the inflation is transitory uh, position. I am of the belief, as there are a few others, that inflation numbers could well be by the end of the year back to pre-pandemic levels, And we'll see what that does with the Fed. Indeed, I did see a very good analyst indicate that with inflation rate he's seeing coming down, he is seeing inflation numbers by June back to where they were pre-pandemic. Well, we'll see what the Fed does, but I do believe they're going to continue with their We've got the kill inflation talk, higher for longer message. And when they come out with that in the conference call, that could knock some points off the the Dow. Then we've got earnings. Depending on who you're talking to, earnings are coming in a little bit better than expected, or we'll say not worse than expected. Today we had some major companies reporting dow component mcdonald beat and while they did not significantly raise and said they had some supply issues their stock has been on a tear general motors beat the numbers and they continue to say positive things about their move into electric vehicles well, electric vehicle sales have been trending up. They're now 10% of all new cars sold. Ford, which reports on Thursday, has followed suit moving up. And Ford has cut the prices on their Mustang Mach-E to continue to compete with Tesla's price cut. Tesla's stock, whew. From the bottom to where it is now, it's been a big move up. Short sellers are, again, circling over Tesla. As I've said before, I might be a car guy, but I am not a car investor. Exxon. Son number two, Judd, loves energy companies. Exxon, biggest profit ever, continued its move up. And a company that is not making any money, Spotify. And Spotify continues to complain about Apple and Apple's app store taking too much money from them. But they saw subscriptions, paid subscriptions, up 14% and saw monthly users up 20%. But there are a lot of Spotify people like me not interested. interested in paying the subscription fee, I'll listen to the advertisements every half hour. And then there's another company that's been on a little bit of a tear as artificial intelligence, in particular Microsoft, buy into OpenAI, owner of the application ChatGPT. Another company, CA.3, market symbol is AI, has been on a tear. They're a software company offering artificial intelligence software to companies, that company has moved up significantly on, again, speculation about artificial intelligence. Right now, I think uh, if you're looking at that, favorites Apple, Amazon are big into artificial intelligence. Then you've got Google and Microsoft as well. Google, Apple, and Amazon all report their earnings on Thursday after the close. I'm going to be a busy guy and do be prepared for a lot of volatility on those after the close. Before you invest, listen to the conference calls.
1: Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, jailers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday.
5: Thanks very much, Chris.
1: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
0: Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.